Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new and exciting episode of Cyber Prophets. Cyber Prophets, the podcast where we are prophesizing the future of technology. Every week, we are showing, showcasing a new technology, an innovative and disruptive technology, and we are showing it what is the state of art to you, to our audience. And this time, we promised to show you one of these local tools. And for that reason, I am here now sitting with my brother from another mother, Federico. Thank you, Edgar, and thank you, everyone. Tonight, we're going to show you a very interesting tool that we spoke a little bit the last time that is called OutSystems. OutSystem is the number one no-code tool in the market, although they call it low-code because you can do both things. And I'm going to show you a business case that I used for a hackathon in the past that allowed me to create a prototype in less than, let's say, a couple of hours. It was perhaps four hours. And just to create a normal prototype in Android or these things, it will take a lot of time. But trust me, it is really easy since the application can be deployed in iOS, Android, and for this case, we'll show you a web application. Just before we dive deep into this concept, I would like to recapitulate some of the concepts we we introduced last week. The first one was a citizen developer. What is a citizen developer, Federico? Is technically anyone who is listening to us that can start building their own apps without knowing a lot of things about software development. Exactly. So a citizen developer is basically any person that without specific knowledge about programming can start developing applications. And for that, we are using low-code and no-code tools. And this is the one that we are going to introduce today. How is it called, Federico? Out Systems. The one that we are showing you, it's Out Systems, and it is one of the top tools in the market that can be used to empower all of the users to create their own applications. Now, let's go for it, Federico. So this is the solution that I created in the past. And as you can see, it allows you to build a solution. You can see the home, the map that we're showing of the possible routes for the users, some options that we consider for the application, a path preview that shows the people how they can move around the town. And what is impressive is that it allows you with a lot of logic, not only that, we can even we create even a Excel database where we import the data directly to the application. This was created in real time and the benefits is that everything is really simple to do it. We imported the database where the, with the data, with the information, and in the end, when we have the interface, it's a solution that is so powerful that you can drag and drop even even codes. Let's say, let's move it to another place that I think it will be easier. You could add an if expression, for example, and you would like to do an analysis. You can add the information that you want. You can also drag and drop, let's say, a text area, a checkbox. And Edgar wouldn't let me lie, but just to do these things, in regular coding, you will take more time. Or am I wrong, Edgar? Just to drag. It's not so easy just to add a checkbox. You need to code it in any language. 
yeah, when you code it, like it's super difficult, and especially if you are trying to customize it. Let's say you're trying to add some colors, some sizes, some specific position. Then you have to play a lot with CSS. Uh, if it is the case of of being like a web application, and if you're doing it native, then yeah, that's another story. But in any way, it's not as easy as just dragging and dropping, right? And here, for example, whatever is selling you, you can change the width, the height, the alignment, if it's going to be bold or anything. And everything is going to be customized without a lot of effort. And here is creating you a CSS. Hmm. In fact, this technically is a web app behind, but this is their own application. But, but you can technically modify it if you know a little bit deeper about the application. And not only that, here you have the custom layer where you can see what is happening anywhere. For example, let's suppose that you would like to add a title. Well, you can add it. And you can add it like map. Mm -hmm. Then you add it. And just to do these changes, it wouldn't be as quick as here where you have the entire application, the login, the configuration, the logic. You can connect REST services and everything. And they call it like a one-time publish. There is one click and well, you just run it. And this will validate your application and then show you a preview in the browser, which, simpli which simplifies a lot your work. Mm -hmm. After it's done, you do click in opening browser will open your favorite browser. So as you can see, when it's loaded, you can see multiple applications, how it's going to look in different devices. For example, here, I might need to do some adjustments. But for example, here, it looks better. So you might need to do some small adjustments. And for example, you would like to see how it looks in an iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. So you can test it in pretty much several devices from one place. You can rotate it and you can give, in the, give this link to other people so they can test it or generate a mobile app. And then, oh. for example, what if I would like to see what is here? It shows you this message. Mm -hmm. What if I would like to move to the map? It moves immediately to the next section. It shows you mm -hmm. information about the places, how they look like, and all these configurations based on an if or some internal information. Or you can even see another previews about the places. And this looks like very, let's say, look like a small app, but just to create this in a regular application will take you longer than it yeah. took me in my case to build this short prototype that has even, a, let's say, an okay UI, perhaps not the best one since it has some bugs. But just to create this in a regular app might take you perhaps several hours, even if you're a very experienced native developer, while in OutSystems, it took me just a couple of maybe one to two hours, maximum four hours, just started to play in. And in some cases, I had to get even the images. But for example, in, in Android, it's so extreme that just to do these certain configurations like these images, you must be really careful because a small mistake and it can break everything. And I experienced mm -hmm. that Personally, when you have on a scroll, this can break everything in your application. Well, in Android, well, well, here, it does everything for you. So it saves you a lot of time. Mm 
And in the okay. end, when you go back to the application, you can start playing and adding other things that you would like to add. Let's see, it's adding you even a login and things that you want to see. It's very, very, very sophisticated in whatever you want to do. So let's go maybe a step by step, Rico. Yeah, so on the left side, you have all of the possible inputs or all of the possible items that you can add to your uh, UI. And you're only dragging and dropping. And in this way, you are creating the interface of your application, right? Yeah. Now, so you can add here like even another screen, like for example, mm -hmm. add the screen. It will give you some templates of what you would like to add, for example, a map. Certain configurations, and it even saves you time because it provides you how they might look like and even a preview. In my case, I often choose an empty one, but literally you can create an admin view, mm -hmm. book appointment, and it provides you with all the information that you need. And for example, this one can be map two. There you have a new screen. Yeah, and what what should I do next? Let's suppose that you would like to consume a list. You can add a list. It says, okay, from where I want the list? From the favorites? From the nearby? From the service? For example, you want, okay, I would like to from the service. Select. And it immediately gives you the data that is coming from the database. Of course, you need to make it prettier, but you see the data is already here. Yeah. Now, uh, maybe a more complex question, because mm -hmm. I can see that not only um, this tool allows not only people that do not have knowledge about programming to empower themselves, but we also as developers can be empowered by it. Yep. So my question will be in this case, let's say that I have a database uh, somewhere in the cloud and I need to connect through an API. Is that possible in this yeah. case? In the logic, you can get some REST, SOAP, SAP integrations. I see. So it will be just a matter of configuring what is your endpoint, yeah. and yeah. then you can configure that this list will consume the data from this REST endpoint. Yeah. Because to be precise, this is not a local database. They create a database on their cloud. You can also have a local storage here. Uh huh. Okay. But this database is in a cloud somewhere. Mm -hmm. And here is, for example, database, and that's why it has a icon related to that one. The local storage is like if you can create it, and also you can do it. And then you have this is will be a local entity. Yeah. But by now, this one is on the cloud. Something that might interest our audience and as me as well is how do you add logic to this point? Because I, I saw at some point you were adding some ifs mm -hmm. and I would like to know like what other um, what other statements are allowed in, in this tool. Like you, can you do loops for instance or what else is there? Well, technically, the whiles or the loops you create through lists, because the main idea is that it's something that is visible. You focus on the final user. So 
this one is a loop by by itself. Yeah, makes sense. The yes. E is mainly used in a way that okay, I would like to show the T's, for example, instead of the Y's, or something like that. So you configure it. That's why you have the effect statements. But the main thing is that this is not focused from the developer perspective. But for example, I'm as a user, when I'm going to use a list, I want to show data or I want to do this action. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this, Makes sense. This, these values that you see here are not exactly like the coding values, but what are act what actions I would like to do. For example, I would like to have an icon. I would like to show a website. I would like to add a static map, a map. They are focused precisely on the needs. Mm -hmm. If we, I would like to, for example, have a normal E for something like that, you might need to get your own plugin or your own extra feature because you can do those things also. And here, for okay. example, you have an order list or things like that. For example, this simplifies certain actions, like, for example, you would like an employee list, and it allows you to do other configurations. So we can say that out systems is more focused on the user side rather yeah. than I don't know like doing some data processing or something like that. You can do that, but you will need to create a plugin. You can create a plugin for that. Okay. But the plugin will be like like let's say an external widget or something that you download from the out systems website because out system has its own market for tools like out systems for example here you have the assets and for example here is an Azure one or for example let's say I would like to have a camera one and it's wait it's a little bit slow and for example here you create this plugin or plugin preview and then you can download these plugins or you can create here your own plugins. So for example, this is an OCR preview, native camera reaction, mm -hmm. HTML location. Let's see if you can find one directly for Oracle or anything like that, which, I, which I'm not so sure. Yeah, you have Oracle connector, Oracle connector, tool. Mm In the case you need to connect to an Oracle database. Yeah. Oh, wow. So technically it's like, I don't know, I would like to AWS, let's say. And and these are plugins that you as a developer can build. For example, this one is from AWS and you can connect to certain things. Mm -hmm. And you can also charge people. So if you build a tool for this, this is not necessarily for free. So you can develop it. Publish it here, charge your money, and get your own your own money. So, of course, to build these plugins, you need to be a developer. It cannot, it's not exactly thought for non-code there's Yeah, yeah. But to use them, uh, you don't need to be a developer, right? Exactly. The trick is that this is for you are building this for people who doesn't know how to code. But I find it very useful. Your machine learning connector, and this is speaking of machine learning. Oh, wow. So you okay. can connect machine learning, Azure machine learning with out systems, not only typical things. Okay. Wow. Incredible. 
how would you need to configure it? You most likely will need to check the documentation, the process and the things. Here you have a video. This will give you some insights. How you connect it, the predictions, the results. This is related to Azure Machine Learning Studio. This is the old one, but for sure they will build a new one for Azure Machine Learning. And here is, for example, giving you the connection and you can use machine learning, not even your normal applications, but in fact, even complex things like machine learning. Yeah, I find this too very versatile, especially because you can download these plugins. Mm -hmm. And here, for example, it tells you that you can try it because probably this is a paid one, but you can get others. So it simplifies a lot your work. Because yeah. imagine you were thinking, okay, I would like to have an app that uses machine learning. Can you use it? Yes. There's Lewis connector and other many, many things. Azure Maps, like there are so many services and so many options that it simplifies your work. You can do something for Bing, probably with Bing Maps. For sure, in the near future, we'll have something related to ChatGPT. I think it's not available yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, we have ChatGPT already. It here. is available already. Yeah. So you can see ChatGPT is here already here with you in our systems. So maybe next time we can create an app. Yeah. ChatGPT. <laughs> so it's ready for you to use it in our systems. That's perfect. Imagine how long it took to build it. You were thinking, yeah, but to build apps is harder. Well, now you can see that you can build no-code apps, integrate ChatGPT in your next no-code using out systems really fast. Yeah. Okay, now I have a couple of questions uh, mm -hmm. uh, about this. And the first one will be related to the final product that you get when you use OutSystems. And in this example you show us, we basically got a PWA, a progressive web app. Mm -hmm. But I saw also some buttons to create a, an application. So what is a, the actual result that we get from OutSystems? You get three results, the PWA. Yeah the APK and the APP that are the final ones. And the, mm -hmm. second, and the Android application and the iOS applications are native applications. Native applications. Native applications. Okay, Not yeah. PWAs or anything, they are native applications. That's incredible because developing, so it, may, it means that you will only have one, not one code base, but like, one configuration or one project in yeah. out systems and from that one you can create like for multiple uh, operational systems like you can yeah. create for android and for ios yeah just keep in mind that it's not like let's suppose that i would like to do these small adjustments to make it more look better in android or look better in ios because Probably is possible, but it will take you a lot of effort because it's not thought in that way. Maybe you mm -hmm. can do some UI adjustments, but I'm honest, it will take you a lot of effort to do that. That's not, it's not the objective of these tools. Yeah. 
And what will happen if I need like a special configuration in iOS and I don't need it in Android? What you will be able to do it, but it will it will not be so simple. Yeah, will I need to code in order to do that? You will need to do some adjustments in coding, but let's 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 take it seriously. The code will be smaller in comparison if you will do that with Xamarin or with React Native directly. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it, in all of them is possible, but in the other one it will be a lot of extra work in comparison. Yeah, and now something very important that is licensing. How does it work without systems? Currently, OutSystems is talked mainly for corporations because okay. the main their main goal is that you can build as many apps as you want mm-hmm. for a limited number of users. So, for mm-hmm. example, you can get it a license for, I don't know, one of your apps is for 50 people can use it. So all your, let's say, 5,000 apps can only be used by 50 people. So the mm-hmm. licensing model is in that way, that you pay for the number of users that can use your application, but you can build as many apps as you want. So if, I don't know, like I am uh, I am learning how to develop and I do it as a hobby. Can I, do I have access to this tool? Yeah, it is completely for free. Completely free. And you can build the apps for other people and sell them. That's not the issue. Is the user that is going to use it the one who needs to pay for the use for the licenses? The one who is going to use it. Yeah. For example, let's suppose that your comp- your corporation is I don't know, P PNG. So PNG can hire you to build the app. They need to have the license for using the application for the fifty users. But you can build the app, technically speaking. But like, what happens if? Let's say the example that you show us right now, you create the APK, you upload it to the Play Store. What happens then? There is a limited number of users that can access your application. Let's suppose that by accident you create the next TikTok. Okay. Yeah. It will fail. So it it becomes viral. It becomes viral and you have 2,000 users. It will crash because the limited the maximum user that you have for free is a hundred users. Okay. And you have two thousand that for sure is not gonna work. And unfortunately they have that disadvantage of the number of users. After one hundred users you need to start paying. Yeah. And and since they are not thought in that way that you pay for the number of users, for an unlimited number of users, then there is an issue. It's not like it's not it's not thought for non for let's say for like a startup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if my idea is to build my next one thousand million dollars company, I will think it carefully because that's not exactly what they what's their main goal. They're mainly focused on corporations. Technically speaking, their rival Mendix allows you to do the opposite, but it's still it's a bad business. Why? Because they give you the possibility that you pay in the other way around. I have one app for a for let's call it an unlimited number of users or something like that. But the thing is that you start paying like ten dollars per per user, 
So in technical, it's cheaper. But in order to pay less, it's like $500,000 per month, you will need to pay if you want to have 500,000 users. I suppose that it became the next TikTok. But for $500,000 per month, you can hire the best developers in Silicon Valley and you don't need to do this. Makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a disadvantage. It's not thought, at least for now, for, let's say, entrepreneurs. It's mainly focused on corporations. Okay, so maybe that can be like one of the shortcomings of the low-code on no-code tools. As for the time being, we can say we, we could expect some development in the future, maybe. But for now, the capabilities or the number of users, the capacity that they uh, offer is quite limited. And it's mostly focused on uh, apps that will have like a small number of users, right? Okay. Yeah. Or let's say even in a company, you have a larger amount of users, but still, it is very unlikely that you will have, I don't know, 500,000 users or something like that because yeah. the company apps are focused on specific people. They are not focused on massive audiences that are the entire world. It's just certain groups of people. Okay, it's for groups of people and not for the general for the general public. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Now, here comes the time to prophesize the future, Federico. If that is one of the big disadvantages that we have right now, that these low-code and no-code tools cannot actually be used to develop applications for a wide audience, do you think that is going to change in the future? Yeah, it's going to change. Everything started like that. In the, in the, in the beginning, the people who used to travel were the millionaires or the rich people. Currently, yeah. almost anyone can pay a ticket and go to Thailand, Australia. That 100 years ago was unthinkable that a regular person could do that trip. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, in the next five to 10 years, the cost will go so low that it will be a challenge for the normal developers to fight against them. For now, they are just, let's say, stabilizing the market and to become mm -hmm. the top players. But as soon as this becomes, let's say, more profitable, even entrepreneurs and other people will be able to enter in the market. What will happen most likely in that moment, at least in my opinion, is that they will charge you a fee to use it even for, let's say, when you move it to production. It wouldn't be exactly yeah. for free. That will be mo most likely my prediction. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I was also thinking that if this is like a one-size-fits-all kind of tool, it's quite likely that whenever you have this big amount of users, it is not optimized and the performance can be jeopardized by the generation that we have within the tool. Yeah. So uh, that's something that uh, they have to take care of before they can launch it for the general audience, maybe. And also that is something that we as developers uh, can think of e even, even now. 
right? Because we know that systems have to be performant when we are like scaling up and adding more and more users. I will say that I can give you another example that a friend from India told me. I spoke yes. to him like a year and something ago about these tools, and he didn't listen to me. You know, young person, a little bit rebellious, and I told him, man, you, we need to invest money in no code and low code, man. Was a typical coder, you didn't want to listen to me. A year and a half later, we were speaking about the same topic again. And he told me, man, you know that one of my clients told me that, well, he didn't want to consider my, my, say, my, my proposal because he didn't want to think that were so performance and so extreme, strictly compliant. And he started to use one of the no-code tools. He only needed a prototype and something that he could show to his potential clients as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. And from this perspective, it was faster for him to do it. When you're getting started, you will not think too much about, in, let's say, high performance. And yes. if they are going to focus on entrepreneurs, I think that performance is the second step that you will focus, not in the first one. Because if you are trying to focus on performance, beauty, and efficiency, most likely you will fail. And when you are an entrepreneur, you are in the, on the quest to solve a challenge and to get the cash as quick as possible. Not on the quest to be the most optimal and the most efficient, especially if you're a new player on the market and you are the first one on the market. Yeah, you have to prioritize, right? And what's yes. like most important for you at that point, at that stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whenever you have, when you have become one of the big players that you already have thousands and thousands of users, then you can think about performance, right? Yeah. But it's not the very first thing that comes to your mind. That is true. That is true. Yes. So Federico, what would be your advice for our audience? Do they have to learn coding or do they have to learn no code? They need to start using the no, no code tools now, not tomorrow, not in 15 years now. Now is the is the time to start learning about these tools. Yeah, I also agree, and I think that it's not only for the for like say like for everyone, but we also as developers can profit from it. And on that note, let's close this chapter. I think it was a very fruitful discussion about out systems and the no code tools. And for you listening to us. Don't forget to subscribe. We are bringing you new topics and innovative topics every week. So leave us a comment. Don't forget to subscribe again. And see you again for more prophecies next week. Until then.